BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. All right, so if you've been keeping up with my Instagrams, which once again, hate to assume you're following my Instagram, but I feel like there's a strong chance if you're tuning into this podcast, you just might be. I have been recently sharing my newfound interest in health and wellness and creating a routine. And I wanted to just take a moment to share my, I guess, epiphany about that and where that kind of came from and what the past stitch was and what I'm hoping the new stitch is going to be. Because I feel like it took me a while for my eyes to open. And I hope that by maybe sharing this, you might then think about the routines you either do or don't have, or just kind of take a look at what you're doing or not doing to take care of yourself. Because I do feel like this is really a part of the conversation around mental health, which obviously I'm passionate about, but health and wellness itself, and especially that term, like usually turns me off from listening to it, which we're going to dive into that. But anyways, because this is a quicker episode, I'm just going to get right to it. So first of all, where did this newfound interest and epiphany come from? It was really sparked the other week when I was up at night. It's like 10, 30, 11. I am deep cleaning my entire office, which truly looks like a tornado hit it. And also, this isn't something that just like happens every once in a blue moon. It's pretty much clockwork that every two weeks. I wish it was less than that, but I'm being honest. Every two weeks, at least, I feel like my apartment is a mess. My life is a mess. Maybe I'm like on the verge of tears, going to have a breakdown. And I don't know why, but this night I finally just realized this is chaos. And it's not like, well, it is sustainable because I've been, I've been doing this for so many years, but it's not going to set me up for the success I want to have in life, nor just kind of the overall 
positive attitude and like outlook I'm trying to have. So that kind of sparked my thinking. Like I don't have any routines. Like how am I always having a messy office? Why am I always crying like every two to three weeks and not like a serious, like I'm in a depressive episode cry, but like I feel stressed and overwhelmed kind of, you know, overstimulated cry. So that's what sparked it. And then I've also been recently having an obsession with my girl, Lauren Bostic. I've obviously always loved Lauren. She's the best. She's been on the show. I've been on her podcast. But recently, do you guys ever do this where you go in phases and you just kind of like, I mean, obsessed is a strong word, but you just become really infatuated with someone else and you definitely idolize how they do things and you think it's cool. And then you want to replicate that in your life. And I feel like for some reason recently, because I've been following Lauren for years, but recently I've been like, wait, maybe she's onto something here with all of her routines and the things that she prioritizes. So she was a big influence too. And she released a podcast episode on just her health and wellness routines. And so I listened to that. And I actually, when it first came out, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to that episode because I just thought, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I don't do a health and wellness routine. And then I don't, after this whole like 11 o'clock breakdown, I was like, I'll give it a shot. So I listened to it. And I just kind of hear how passionate she is about like all of her routines and the things that she does and how important it is to care about the environment you're in and how that affects you. And then I started to really kind of think about my own environment, but pretty much lack thereof. Because prior to discovering this, prior to this epiphany, I've had absolutely no routine. I kind of alluded to it a little bit just now, but I literally wake up usually at like 7, 7 7.15. But other than waking up in the morning and brushing my teeth, I don't have any routines. I don't have a workout schedule I follow. I don't have meditations I listen to. I don't walk every Tuesday or Wednesday. Like when I tell you I wake up in the morning and brush my teeth, but not even in that order. I'll wake up and the first thing I do is grab the phone. I'm on my phone. I'll check emails from bed, texts from bed. I pretty much start working from bed. And then yes, I brush my teeth, but then every single day is different. I think it's also sort of the job that I'm in. Like I might have podcasts. I might have content filming. I might have speaking. I might be traveling. So every single day is different. And I've kind of just been like figuring out how to get shit done, but it's been very disorganized. And I've realized I need to make a change. And you're probably thinking, you know, why don't I have a routine? Like, why have I never had a routine? I think the reason I've never had a routine is because when you're an athlete your whole life, yes, you have structure and you're very disciplined, but it's almost because other people are telling you how to have structure and how to be disciplined. Like I've always had a coach tell me where to be, even what practice color shirt to be wearing, and then what we were going to do that day. So for many, many years in my life, you know, I showed up to class, I followed the schedule, I worked hard in practice, I, I did everything that was mapped out for me. And my only job was just to show up with a good attitude and give 100% effort. So then when that all ended in, in 2019, which is, a, you know, a few years ago now, I guess I never really thought about the fact that I had to create a routine for myself. And look, yes, I bet I could have recognize that. And I did, I've talked about this before, but I think it takes a certain time in your life, like a certain season where kind of the stars align. And then you really recognize, oh, okay. I actually have to create a routine for myself. The other thing I think kind of played a role in this is I'm an intuitive eater. Oh my gosh, shocker. You probably didn't know that. And I feel like I really decided to ride this wave of, I will just like listen to my body and check in with myself for pretty much everything in life. And honestly, 
that intuition and kind of day-to-day figure out what my temperature is, I think started seeping into other areas of my life where I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I'll just figure it out here. Because when I was an underclassman in college, I had lots of stress, lots of anxiety, and I was dieting all the time. And so then my upperclassman years, when I was trying to heal from that, not only was I intuitively eating, but I also like actively did not want a routine around sports. I think a lot of athletes actually have routines. They like to wake up at a certain time on game day, listen to a certain music soundtrack. They do their same warm up. They do their same whatever it is before games. I hated that. It gave me lots of stress because then I would get superstitious. And I felt like, oh, if I didn't do the same exact routine, I would totally bomb in the game later that night. So it actually helped me to kind of show up and check in with my body and check in with my mind. You know, how am I feeling today? Am I stressed? Am I calm? Do I need to get more hype? You know, I would literally do that every game, just check in and then do whatever I needed to get myself into a headspace that I needed to perform. So I feel like I rode the intuition wave and I think it worked when a lot of people in my life were giving me structure. But now that I am kind of in charge of everything, it's no longer working. And the last thing I'll say about why I haven't had a routine and probably the most important is I feel like just the term health and wellness in general is off-putting. You know what I'm saying? I think especially if you come from disordered eating or an eating disorder or any sort of mental health issue, when you kind of hear the terms health and wellness, I don't know, you kind of roll your eyes and you think about a juice cleanse, you think about kale, you think about quinoa. You just feel like it's another way that diet culture has disguised itself to make you feel less than or not good enough. And I honestly think that that was a huge reason I was so turned off by health and wellness and routines and people who did face masks and vitamins and like all these drinks. I was just like, that's not going to be me. Ew, like not for me. And there is truth to that, right? Like there are certain ways that diet culture has disguised itself as health and wellness. However, if we're going to think about our mental health and kind of our overall state of being well, it is important to kind of think about the other things we're doing in life that contribute to that. So basically, I realized that. I realized I was having too many breakdowns. My office was a mess. My screen time on my phone was literally disgusting. And I'm ready to flip the switch. So I want to share with you what I'm going to do about this and what I'm thinking my game plan is. Now, please, please know I'm not speaking from a place of like, here is the perfect health and wellness routine. When I tell you that what I'm about to tell you, I've tried, I think, a total of four or five times and not consecutively because I still wake up and I'm addicted to my phone, which we'll talk more about. This is kind of me just almost like calling you as a a friend and being like, okay, I've realized this about my life and here's what I think I want to do. And I will obviously keep you updated on how it goes. First was figuring out like, what do I think will work for me? So I've kind of assessed my current lifestyle and lack of routine and realize that there's a few automatic things that come to mind that just need attention. First off, I think I need a consistent morning routine. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be something that causes me a lot of stress. Just a few little things that are consistent every single day. And so here's kind of what I want my mornings to look like and what I've tried a few times. First off is just waking up at the same time. I usually have an alarm every morning that does go off at 7.15, but I snooze it. I roll around in bed. Like it's not a serious alarm. So I want to make sure that I have a time I'm kind of waking up throughout the week that is consistent. I think I want to move it to 7 a.m. I'm a big girl. I can do it. I think the 7.15 like made me feel a little bit better because I'm not a morning person, but I'm going to move it to seven. And some mornings, maybe 6.30 or 6.15 if I'm going to do a morning workout, which is another 
thing that I want to do in the morning is some sort of sweat. I feel like just pushing myself to even go on a 10 minute walk outside, whether it's a Peloton ride, a workout class, an at home thing on YouTube, some sort of sweat in the morning. So we have an early wake up, we have a sweat. Then I'm going to take my athletic greens. So we have a sweat, then we have athletic greens. Athletic greens is something I already always drink every single morning. So having it be a part of my routine This is actually, wait, the only thing I think I was consistently doing before establishing a routine. So this will be a part of it. It'll be seamless because I already drink it every day. For those of you who don't know what Athletic Greens is, I talk about it a lot. They sponsor the podcast, which is clutch because I love when brands I use in my everyday life, I'm able to work with. It is just, oh, it's so seamless. Chef's kiss. But Athletic Greens is basically convenient daily nutrition, but it's made super simple. I actually have the Athletic Greens description memorized because this is how much I talk about it on Instagram and RealPod. But essentially, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery. (gasps) There's one more. Focus all the things. Okay. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash real pod, you can receive a one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I know my ad reads people. I know my ad reads. Wow. I'm proud of myself. I just did a great job. And so, yes. And I love taking it because I don't want to have to worry about if I'm going to be eating a salad later in the day or vegetables later in the day. And I don't want to have to worry about taking vitamins and, and all these other supplements. So I like taking athletic greens because it is so good for you and has so many important nutrients that when I drink it in the morning, I know I can like check that box mentally and then not be so worried about what I'm eating the rest of the day, like as an intuitive eater and someone who doesn't want to like obsess over what food I am eating and not eating and need to eat. This just helps make that so much easier for me. And in terms of like what I tangibly notice, and this is TMI, but this is real pod and you're into a wellness episode. So I'm sure you won't mind. But anyways, it just, it helps my system stay regular. Are you tracking me? Do you catch my drift? Like athletic greens keeps everything flowing out of my body in the best, most routine way. And that is very important. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Getting sidetracked. Anyways. So I've sweat. I drink my athletic greens. And then after that, so now I'm sweaty, right? I, and I'm kind of tired. I want to take a cold shower. So I've kind of mentioned this on Instagram a little bit, and I've been asked why the cold shower. Well, first of all, Lauren has been talking about it a lot on her show on her Instagram, but not to mention so many people have. I mean, Dak Shepard and Monica Padman talk about it on Armchair Expert. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Wim Hof. He is a Dutch motivational speaker. He's also known as like the Iceman, and he's a huge advocate for this. Basically, you know, thousands of people from all over the world are incorporating cold showers into their daily routines. And these are some of the main benefits that people who take cold showers regularly have seen. And so these are from Wim Hof's website. The first is just reduced levels of stress. So this is fascinating. And I I learned more about this on Dax Shepard's podcast. If you regularly take cold showers, you are imposing a small amount of like stress and for lack of a better term, like pain on your body, right? It's uncomfortable, which leads to a process called hardening. So that means like your nervous system is gradually getting used to handling moderate levels of stress. And so that hardening process helps you kind of keep a cool head the next time you find yourself in a stressful moment. 
And also, I'm going to butcher this, but on the Dak Shepard podcast, it was with a Stanford psychologist on addiction. It just came out. They were basically saying that when you're in a situation like that, that's like painful or not pleasant, when you're done, your body then releases like all the good stuff. And so it's like you're giving yourself that good stuff. (laughs) You know, that's the best way I can describe it. The second thing is just higher level of alertness, right? Cold showers wake up your body stimulate you to take deeper breaths, decrease the level of CO2 throughout your body, help you concentrate. I've really noticed that the cold showers like totally wake me up. Another factor is just a more robust immune response. So like scientific studies have found that if you take a cold shower, it increases the number of white blood cells in your body and those blood cells protect against diseases. And then lastly is just like kind of increased willpower, which I don't love the term willpower (laughs) triggered, but it basically is just saying like, It takes a strong mind to stand there in a cold shower for three to five minutes, which by the way, I try to do at least minimum three minutes because it's tough. It's not pleasant. And so when you do that and then you're done with it, you just kind of get this little sense of like, I can handle whatever comes at me today. I know that sounds silly, but I actually am really scared of my cold showers. I've done, I think four of them. And even this morning, Every morning I try to come up with an excuse for why I'm not going to take a cold shower. And then I do. And I kind of sing a song. Today I was singing the Billie Eilish happier than ever, like iconic part. You call me again. I just went through that whole thing. And then by the time I was over, I was like, great, back to warm water or shower off. I usually go shower off so I can like ride with the cold throughout the day. Anyways, so many benefits for the cold shower. I highly recommend giving it a try. But on that last note, right, of it's just like, making you a bit tougher and giving you that oomph you might need for your day, I've realized that taking care of yourself and your mental health is going to take hard work in a physical way. You know, when I was an athlete, you can't just walk onto the volleyball court and assume you're going to be really good. Like you have to put the hours in, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You have to do things you don't want to do. I'm beginning to realize that it's pretty much the same when it comes to your mental health. I think I've been wanting to wake up and not feel stressed and not feel overwhelmed and not feel all these different types of ways, but it's actually going to take me doing things in my life to set myself up for continued success. Side note, obviously in this situation, I'm talking about general mental health in the sense of stress, feeling overwhelmed. I am not talking about mental illness and chronic situations where, yes, obviously a cold shower and, you know, an inspirational quote, that's not going to solve that. And I'm not saying that. However, for the audience listening, who's just feeling like, yeah, I'm loosely stressed and I'm overwhelmed and I feel disorganized. And I feel like that's how I was feeling. And I'm not just going to have that all go away. Like I have to wake up early, work out, release the endorphins through the workout, cold shower. Oh, I forgot to say this in my morning routine. I'm trying to do a five minute meditation. Now I'm not really good at sitting there and closing my eyes and really getting calm. But what I'm trying to do is just sit in silence for five minutes. And that in itself can be the meditation is like, not being on your phone, not talking to someone, not getting up and going to distract yourself, but sitting for five minutes. And I like to do it outside on my balcony because I can hear the birds and I can kind of just slow down my life. That is, has been huge for the morning routine. That's what I really want is to slow down and feel more connected to my life. And so I feel like by waking up a little bit earlier and by doing a few of these little things, I might feel more connected to myself and life in the morning and also slow things down because for five minutes, I can sit there and do some deep breaths and honestly say to myself, 
in these five minutes, I have nowhere to be. I have nothing I need to do. There's no one who needs me. I can be present in these five minutes, five minutes. And then when it's up, the chaos ensues and I am going to hit the ground running. But those five minutes have been huge. The one other thing I'll say is not grabbing the phone in the morning is something I'm trying to do. So I just ordered an alarm clock because I want to be able to leave my phone charging in the kitchen because I literally have such an addiction that I cannot leave it on my nightstand. Like I still have been grabbing it. So I'm leaving my phone in the kitchen. I haven't done this yet. My Amazon alarm clock that I ordered, I think arrives tomorrow. And I'm excited to try that because what else I've noticed is I can't get out of bed in the morning unless I'm motivated by my phone because I've been trying to do this. Like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, turn my alarm off and get out of bed, but my phone's right there. And the days that I don't allow myself to check my phone, which has only been like three, three times I've tried this, I cannot get out of bed. I'm just not motivated. I've realized that I've become addicted to opening my phone, seeing emails, seeing texts, seeing Instagram that then inspires me or triggers me to then have the motivation to get out of my bed because I have stuff to do. I have things to create. Like in almost a positive way, my phone inspires me but that's not healthy, right? Like I should be inspired to get out of my bed and get going with the day without an electronic device. So that has been something I've learned about myself that I would have never known unless I'd taken the time to slow down and think about it. That's the other thing with just sitting in silence for five minutes is you notice what your urges are. Like, why are you thinking about your phone or thinking about talking to someone or thinking about like, what is it that you don't want to sit with? You know, that self-awareness and giving myself time to to be with me is also what I'm trying to do more of. I also want to share sort of what I'm hoping happens for me down the line, like where I want to be in a few months from now, right? Because I'm not doing this like just to do it or just to say that I did it. I'm doing this because I think I want to change the way I feel in my life, if that makes sense. You know, I've been talking with my therapist about my goals, which are to feel more connected. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm doing things, but I'm not really connected with them. And I'm not like living in alignment with the things that I'm doing. There's a, there's a disconnect and I can't describe it, but I feel it. And I also want to slow down. You know, life feels like it's moving very fast. I talked about that in the why I'm going back to therapy solo episode. And so I want to slow down and be more present. And so what I'm hoping life looks like with more of a routine is slowing things down. It's feeling connected. I think taking the time in the morning for me and to take care of my body and to sit with my thoughts will cause this ripple effect throughout my day where I'll maybe have more clarity and I will feel like I am hopping into the driver's seat of the car, as opposed to just like jumping into the passenger seat. Honestly, I really love that analogy for myself because it currently feels like I roll out of bed and I jump in the passenger seat and the car is going a thousand miles an hour. And I want to feel like I woke up on my own terms. I did what I wanted to do. And then I hopped in the driver's seat and started my day. Because when I wake up to my phone and to emails, it's kind of like that Simon Sinek quote where you're already on the defense, like you're responding. I want to start my day on offense. Like for my athletes out there, like I want to start my day in possession of the ball. I don't want to jump into a game 
three minutes in. So that's kind of what I'm hoping this looks like. Now, look, this is where I'm starting and I'm trying to be realistic because I'm someone who wants to roll out the red carpet and be like, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to change my life. And I know that that has never really worked for me. So I'm starting small. Every night before I go to bed, I'm establishing what I want to do the next morning. It's whether it's a 6.30 or a 7 o'clock, whether it's a 10-minute walk or it's a 40-minute workout, whether it's a 10-minute podcast I'll listen to or you know, an hour long one, or I'm going to sit outside for five minutes um, and I'm going to drink my athletic greens, right? Those are the things. And I'm in my cold shower. Okay, gosh, maybe, maybe it is a lot. No, but it's really not a lot. It's not a lot. I just am like butchering it as I say it now, but it's really only taking me like 45 minutes or an hour in the morning. I can do this. I'm not going to stress about a daily routine. I'm not stressing about a nighttime routine. I just want to get into a rhythm of giving myself this time in the morning, seeing how it affects me and if I want to make adjustments. That's the last thing I want to end with is if you're going to come up with a health and wellness routine, it should be one that works for you. You know, I think that's where we get off put with kind of the health and wellness industry is this voice that's like shaming you if you're not doing it the way that everyone else is doing it. It's like this weird health shaming, right? Like if you're not gluten-free or keto or doing all these things, like you're bad and like you're going to die soon. That's how it feels, right? So I'm meshing my intuitiveness with the idea of a routine. I'm going to do what works for me, not what someone else does, but I've kind of taken notes to people that I look up to or that I respect and admire. And I've done some research and some internet digging. And now I'm thinking, what is relevant for me in my life? So I hope that this might encourage you to think about what's working for you, what's not working for you. You know, what might help you as you try to change it. And I'm so curious. I love to know what routines you're doing, if you've done any, if you can relate to this. So we're putting out a post today on the at RealPod Instagram account. Definitely head over there, drop a comment with your thoughts from this episode and also what your routine either is or what you're hoping it could be, because I'd love to know if there's something that I can see there that I'll incorporate or vice versa. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I so appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Let's get this breath. Let's take those cold showers and I will be sure to check in with you guys in a bit. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.